Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. This is episode 345 and I'm excited to have my friend Alex Mira here. And Alex and I met at Creative South where I know I've met lots of people, but I meet lots of people online too. So I, uh, Alex was sitting outside and he was talking to a speaker and I had gone up and he's like, hey, I listened to your podcast. And he got his, I, I mean, to be honest, I was so, I was like, you do? I was, mm -hmm. I don't even know where my phone is, but he was like, look, it's on my phone. And he showed me yeah. the, you know, I, the yeah. iTunes thing. And it showed me um, that, that you, you pulled up that you were listening to design research yeah, meant sure. so much. And then we had a conversation and I was like, oh my gosh, you are a fantastic designer. You have an incredible story. You guys, I can't wait for you to see his, uh, so if you're listening and iTunes or yeah, um, wherever you get your podcast, you're going to want to check out this one on uh, rechargingyou.com slash 345. You'll be able to see the video because there's a ton of, he is a lettering artist that rocks. I thought these were fonts. I was like, oh yeah, those are really nice fonts. Oh. And I was like, I am not, I, I'm serious. I was like, I thought those were fonts. So I can't wait for you guys to see it. So, and thank you, Jeremy. I'm glad you like the glasses. My parents still are on the fence about it. Your okay. glasses do look great. I love them too. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. So Alex, we're going to jump in. I have been doing something different this year where I've asked people mm -hmm. um, to kind of teach something. So I am excited for Alex to kind of give us his background. Alex is um, a designer. You're a designer uh, trained in design, right? Um, and, yeah. but your first job out of school, why don't you jump in? Tell us a okay, little bit sure. of your background and well, what life before, was like we, before 2008. Sorry. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. So before, uh, before anything, let me just, just thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. This is great. I am, a, uh, uh, I've been a listener of your podcast for a really long time. We were talking, I was talking to Rob Zilla. That's who we were talking to. That's and right. I was talking about, about sneakers because I mean, he mentioned it because he's a sneakerhead and considering who I work for, like sneakers are a huge part of my life. So we were just talking sneakers. Um, so, okay, just brief rundown for everybody. My name is Alex Mara. I am a senior visual designer at sappos.com. We are based out of Las Vegas, Nevada, and that's where I am right now. I'm in Las Vegas. I live on uh, Western Las Vegas in a place called Summerlin, very suburban. Uh, currently in my third month of lockdown, we went home early in March and uh we're going to be here for the foreseeable future so um but we're doing all right you know we're, we're you know it's getting warm outside it's like the last little bit of a cool day that we have uh so i'm gonna go ahead and start sharing my screen just just show you guys just all right, so of, tell them, uh, get right into it tell them a little bit of so 2008 had you been out of school were you in school what what kind of was life where were you in your career okay uh let's go ahead and start um just put a little bit of a slideshow together. So, um, all right. So about, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about myself. I was born and raised in Bogota, Colombia. So I am an immigrant. I'm a Hispanic immigrant. Uh, I moved to Louisville, Kentucky when I was 16. That's, uh, uh, that was the first of my big transitions in life. I moved to Louisville. Um, um, you might be asking like, why did you move to Louisville? Because my dad was a jockey and then he became an exercise rider. He worked with horses. So obviously that's the place to be. Uh, my parents separated when I was very young, but I grew up going back and forth between Colombia and the United States. I went to school in Colombia, but whenever I had vacations and things like that, I came to the States to visit my dad, uh, me and my brother. 
my older brother. And um, that just grew up going back and forth. So just kind of going in and out of world. So, um, w but when I was 16, I moved permanently to Louisville, to Louisville, Kentucky, because I, I knew I wanted to go to, to school in the States, uh, to go to college in the States. I knew I wanted to pursue art and music and things like that, just creative endeavors. And that was just easier to do in the United States. Um, when I moved to Louisville, I got deeply into music, the punk rock scene of my town of Louisville. Louisville is a very cool city. You would, um, you would be surprised. It, it's very artsy and weird. And it was just for me, the best place to grow up in Kentucky. You know, I like it just, it just worked out. Um, so I grew up, uh, I grew up in that scene, you know, going to shows and, and being in bands. I'm a huge guitar nerd. I love guitars. I, I am just, I, I'm in love with the guitar as an instrument. I just absolutely love guitars. Huge nerd, you know, grew up going to shows, skating, all that stuff, anything kind of culture, I was totally into. That's where I, uh, that's what I started doing. Um, I graduated high school at age 17 and I didn't really know what to do with my life when I graduated. So, because, you know, I was a kid, I was a teenager and I, I started school right away, but I dropped out within, I started university of Louisville and I dropped out maybe about a year, year and a half into it. I just, I, I didn't have focus. My grades were not good. I uh, dropped out. And then at that point, I felt I was hanging out with artists, with graffiti artists and painters and musicians and just just bohemian people around me. Um, so I was my my focus was music and art and like I just want to play music. I want to skate. I don't want to go to school. I want to work and skate and all these other things. So that was my life for a few years. Uh, what year was that, that again? What year? That was right around two thousand and four, two thousand and five. Okay. Right around that time. Uh, and then I realized I was deeply into the music thing, but then I realized that I needed to do something with my life, like that I needed to have something to fall back on. The need came up. And so I went back to school and I, graphic design, I started it, I started dabbling in it when I was uh, really, when I was skating a lot, because I started like a clothing company with some friends, like a skating clothing company or whatever. And we didn't have any money. We didn't have anybody to design anything for us. So, and I had like probably 99.9% .9 of designers over the age of 30. We, I had a pirated copy of Photoshop, just like a, a bootleg copy of Photoshop. I was like, okay, I'll give this a shot, see if I like it. And I loved it. I loved the process. I, I really fell in love with that process. And that's kind of when I started doing graphic design. And then through playing music and all these things, I started making flyers for my bands and flyers for my friends. Loved it. And I realized, you know what, I need to do this professionally. Uh, it's something that I can do. I can get better at it. I just really need to pursue a formal education in it and, and hope that I can start getting a paycheck. So uh, I went to the Sullivan College of Technology and Design in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, it's not a fancy school, but I was working full time and I had to go to school at night. And that was the only school that really accommodated that schedule. So I worked full time and then I went to school at night. I uh, graduated in 2006. I did start working in design shortly after that, maybe two or three months after that. And I got a job at a beer distributorship in Louisville. And I was the graphic designer, very, very entry level production design. Uh, I worked at a print shop at, uh, for the places, just printing out like point of sale materials and, um, you know, beer pricing and things like that. Like nothing really great, but it was a job. It was experience. I did like working with vinyl. I had to make a lot of vinyl signs 
and I did enjoy that process. Like, you know, cutting, designing it and cutting the vinyl and applying it on the gator core, making sure it was smooth. I really liked that. And it felt like the craft. But mm. the, I did not, the atmosphere wasn't good for me. It was very chaotic, very competitive. Uh, I didn't mesh well with my boss. There was a lot of conflict, a lot of tension. I worked there for maybe about close to a year, but I want to say about a year. And then just through, just with all that tension, it, it just imploded and I got fired. Um, after that, I was unemployed for probably about a year. And I did work freelance during that time. I was claiming unemployment and working as much freelance as I can. I was doing a lot of gig posters at that time just for, for the local Louisville scene, but I did manage to get paid for those. So that, that was cool. You know, I was unemployment. It, I was barely making ends meet. I'm racking up hella credit card debt at this point because I'm not just not making enough to get by. And, but that's the time the recession was starting to loom in a little bit. So it was slowing down. It was difficult to find work. Um, throughout that time, my, one of my friends that I went to school with, he started working at Sappos. He started working there. He says like, Hey man, there's this really cool new company. And at that time, Sappos hadn't been around for that long. Uh, and it was in that the warehouse where we fulfill all, all of our orders is in Kentucky. And that's how, even though our corporate center is here in Vegas, a lot of our operations are in Kentucky and just where I happen to be. So my friend Chris, he was, he was working there and he said, it's a really cool company. If I can find you a spot, I will. I was like, that's great. Sweet. Um, didn't happen right away. I had to do just a lot of things happen. And I didn't, I did, uh, I went to a job fair. I gave uh, Aaron Ryan, who would actually be my first boss at Tappos. I gave him my portfolio. She seemed to like it. Um, she called me, but nothing was happening at the time. I, after I did find another job, another design job, which was at a marketing, a small marketing agency. And, um, that was the, what I like to call the, the, the creative unicorn job where it's like, oh, you not, you're not really a graphic designer. You are a, cre a marketing assistant, quote unquote, where, which means that you're doing like five jobs and you're barely getting paid for the one job I made. My, I was on salary, so I couldn't claim uh, overtime. And I was making like $24,000 a year, $24,000, $25,000 a year. Like just, it was, yeah, yeah, it was pitiful. But I was desperate for hour. the work. Yeah, yeah. I was well, desperate for the work. But that's it, right? Desperate for the work. And then, and this is what I love. You already said it once that I, I want to just pull in and say this. Because you mm -hmm. said, I knew I could do graphic design. I knew I could get better. I love that, that you're like, oh, well, if I just work hard, I can get better at it. Well, I, I knew it wasn't good. I just knew it and I enjoyed it because I, I was really inspired by the gig poster scene. And at that time, gigposters.com was online. Um, I know I knew one of your guests, Bill Beachy. Uh, I, I love the Go Media work, especially at that time because they were heavily involved in the kind of music that I was into. And uh, him and Jeff Finley, they were super into that. And I saw their work all the time and I was super inspired by that. And I knew that my work was nowhere near that good, but I enjoyed it. So, I mean, I just, you know, my, my eyes are not deceiving me. I'm not at that level, you know? Right. But one of my things about you is that you have this amazing attitude. You have, you totally are a lifter. You lift other people, but you always are pushing yourself and trying hard. Okay. Keep going. Uh, thank you. Oh, okay. So uh, where were we? Oh yeah. Big posters. Uh, oh yeah. Marketing. You get agency. a job. Get a job. It's terrible because I, I get in there and I'm a marketing assistant and I'm doing like little office work and maybe a little bit of graphic design. Two weeks later, the copywriter quit. 
And then two weeks after that, the graphic designer quit. So all of that fell on me. And I think they already knew they were on their way out. So here I am, marketing assistant, but I'm doing all the graphic design and all the copywriting. And I got stuck with the copywriting because they did ask me, the, the owner asked me like, hey, have you done any business writing? And I'm like, sure, I can do business writing. You know, I, I, it, it, I was dishonest about it, but now I don't feel badly knowing how it all kind of worked out. Um, but we but, all have uh, to yeah, say, I, we can do anything, right? It's, we just not, might not be great at it but you know I, you could do it. I understand now how difficult copywriting is. And it's probably like the most underrated creative skill Amen. out there. Yeah, copywriting is a very, especially now with SEO and things like that, it, it gets, it is, a, there's a very fine art to copywriting. But back then that wasn't a concern. I thought that I could write, so I said that. But in, anyway, I ended up being, doing all the design and all the copywriting and I'm a marketing assistant. I'm not even the, 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 the graphic designer. Um, and I'm doing all my personal stuff. I'm doing it on my work time. Cause I'm disillusioned at this point. I'm like, I hate this. This is terrible. Uh, and then just kind of out of the blue, Aaron Ryan emails me. He's like, Hey, I have a position open for Southwest. Would you like to interview? And I'm like, great. Yeah, I, sh I sure do. And then I'm, so I met with her and I so met it was with her in the design. It was in the design team. No, actually here. Thank you. Thank you for reminding. No, it wasn't on the design team. What it was, I was doing just basic entry level uh, pr uh, product photography editing. It's like, I was called an image processor, but it's just, you know, just Photoshopping images of shoes and product, you know, just product in general. Uh, Amen. I did that too, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah. Keep yeah. Going. There you go. No. And, and it was, but it was a way in and it was a steady job. It was a little bit more money. Uh, and you know, Chris had just hyped his like, man, just the, the, the culture is really great. We were much smaller back then. We were a, we were a much, much smaller company. So I came in, I, I had the good fortune that, that her team lead, Max, was a metalhead. And I'm hugely into metal. I just love heavy metal. And I walk in and I see that he's wearing a Cannibal Corpse shirt, which is a death metal band and that I really like. So I'm just not talking about talking to him about Cannibal Corpse. And that really just totally, we made that connection and I just felt really, really confident about it. And obviously, two weeks later, she called me. She's like, hey, would you like to start working for us? Uh, you know, we want to offer you the position. I took it. And I quit that agency. So, uh, and we're going to fast forwarding quite a bit. I've been there ever since. <laughs> so, Here, um, or of course, 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. 12 years. Yeah. Okay. So I did meet my wife, Amanda. We met there. She started working a year, not a year, uh, about a month before I did. Uh, we started dating in about 2009. We got now, married was she, in 2011. Was, was she a photographer then? Which did her no, first she job? Was doing, no, we were doing the same thing. We were both okay. image processors. Yeah. And, that, and then I kind of sit on that path working in the photo studio. And then she transitioned into a, a product photographer shortly after that. Um, and so, uh, excuse me. So, okay. So that's kind of where we are. Um, then there was some, a, a big structural change and I got off her, me, both me and Amanda, we got off her moves to Las Vegas in 2012. And so initially- the whole, the whole design no, team moved? Uh, no, it was, um, I, I don't want to get into the, 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 the total okay, intricacies no of it, but, but it was certain job functions were moved to Las Vegas and okay. mine was one of those. And Amanda's was also one of those. So we got moved to, we, we were given the option. We could stay in Kentucky, uh, or we could and transition into something else, or we could keep our jobs and move to Vegas. And at that point, Amanda was not so much a 
product photographer, but more like a fashion photographer. And she wanted to keep doing that. And, and I knew that I would have more opportunities to fully commit to design if I came to the corporate center, if I moved to Vegas and, and do, because my goal was to do graphic design for the company. So we, we took the plunge and we came here and um, when did it come here? We, we came here uh, uh, January, like Christmas of 2012, I think. Yeah. I mean, I have a written right there. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, and then shortly after moving here, I did transition into a design, a full-time design position in 2013. Uh, we have a sister site called 6PM and that site needed a full-time designer. And that's what I moved into. And my, um, both me and Amanda moved transition into the 6PM team and we were there for several years and we still are there on some capacity. And we're going to talk about all that later. Um, okay, moving on. So this is a little bit of a recurring theme in my life. Um, I feel, I think we, we have a, a little bit, there's a little bit of a perception that when, when designers find a little bit of success early on, that that's kind of the norm, but a lot of us have winding roads. Uh, so this is a recurring theme for me. Not everybody's journey is a straight shot. Some of us had winding roads and I'm certainly, that's certainly a recurring theme in my life. Early on moving to the United States, that, that was definitely a winding road that I had to go through. Then, you know, dropping out of, of college and trying to figure out what I really wanted to do. My first major was political science. So obviously as, as far removed from design as I could be. And I, I, I actually, I'm a very politically aware person. I probably could have worked out, but I, I just didn't have to focus. So that was another winding road and then moving to Vegas and then just sort of the nature of the way Zappos operates has a lot of those. So it's just something that I really think about quite a bit. Um, this right here is some of my early work. Well, we're gonna track back a little bit. I'm sorry if I'm jumping, if I'm oh, like great. bouncing around a lot. Okay, I so have ADHD, this is, so this is total okay, straight great. line for me. Okay, so thank you. <laughs> All right, so this is some of the first things that I ever did. And like uh, the one on the very far left was uh, a gig, a, a poster that I did for one of my bands that was playing a show and I tried to design as much as I could. And then the other two were school projects from my first year of school. And like I said, it's not great. It's not awesome. And there's a lot of red because my bootleg copy of Photoshop, I think the older versions, if I want to be, if I'm not mistaken, I think they defaulted to that red and I had no idea how to pick colors. So I just ran with it. Um, that's why it's so red. I love if it. If I remember correctly. But so, you made it work. I mean, this, I mean, this just was my very early stuff, you know, and yeah. um, I just, I think of, I, the idea of me feeling like I'm not supposed to be here is like, you know, I didn't go to a fancy school. I dropped out of a legitimate university and I had to go to a technical school and I, I'm not from like a big metropolis and well, I'm Bogota definitely is, but uh, Louisville definitely isn't. So I'm not from like this big creative hub that everybody knows about anyway. Uh, it's just, I feel like my background is fairly unlikely. And uh, finding myself in the position that I am as a senior designer for this, this big company feels unlikely to me still to this day. Um, it is something that I think about a lot and I, I definitely, I really, really appreciate. So it, it, it's not meant to have, for, I, I'm not trying to reinforce myself negatively. It's just something that I think about. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. uh, just sort of being grateful for what you have. It's, it's, it's a very big idea for me. Taylor is saying, Alex, and in all caps, you earned it. So keep going. All right. That's great. That's great. Taylor, where's Taylor? Taylor where, where is Taylor Ta from? 
it's Taylor Cashian. So in Raleigh. Oh, sorry. My, my, my sister's name is Taylor and I'm just oh. kind of like, maybe she's <laughs> popping in. That's what I'm wondering. I'll be, I'll be uh, good and I'll say people's last names. Great. Okay, great. Going. Thank you. Okay. So a little bit, kind of moving forward a little bit more. Uh, that's me just playing a show live before 2008. For me, it was a bit of a glorious waste. Like I said, I was all about the bohemian lifestyle, I suppose. So my life consisted of three things a little bit further in life. Uh, it was, I was partying a lot. I was creating as much art as I could. And I was playing a lot of music. I'm putting shows together. I'm going to every show. I'm playing as many shows as I can with my band. Um, the, uh, on, on part of it, the, sorry, I'm like stammering a little bit. Um, the image on the left was, that's actually my friend, Ethan. He's a chef now. He is a, a like a legitimate chef. And we were, we just partied hard and he was actually interested. He dabbled in graphic design. And one of the ways I started getting a little bit better at it was doing Photoshop, Photoshop battles with him over live journal. And I mean, I know a lot of you guys are probably going to like live journal. Yes. So that's what we did. Uh, we just picked themes and then we did like Photoshop battles and posted them on our live journals and then just, you know, kind of went back and forth. Uh, so that was one of the first things I did and I really enjoyed it and that just doing those I feel like I learned so much uh, Then on the center I was designing a lot of good posters and that's one that I did at that time that I, I thought came out really nicely uh, Melissa McLean is actually she's kind of like a big songwriter up in Canada. She's Canadian and she passed through Louisville and um, Her band's name is White Horse and she does a lot of solo stuff and, I, and she's still she's still at it and she's kind of a She's just fairly major up there. Her music's great you guys are looking for tunes where you're in quarantine, check her out. I love her music. I still do listen to it. And then that's one of my bands. Uh, that particular show, we opened for a band called Strung Out, which is one of my favorite bands. Well, it's one of my favorite bands at the time. It, and they were actually one of the, the first show that I ever went to. So it was just really weird that a few years later, one of my bands is opening for them. Um, and of course, you know, I'm partying. I, I'm in the art scene. I'm meeting people and everything. But in my 20s, I really did struggle with my mental health. That that was a very, it was, it, it's funny, it, and maybe anybody can relate, but it's like, I remember it being the best of times because of the just sort of like carefree nature of my life, coming and going, staying out late, drinking, partying, meeting people, just like living this sort of very artistic bohemian lifestyle, but underneath all of that. I was really hurting and I was really struggling. And um, it's just weird because it's like the best time and the worst time at the same time. Um, so I was deep down underneath, I was really hurting. I am bipolar, I do have bipolar disorder. And um, that I, I came, I crashed head first with that because I didn't know, I knew that something was different and something was wrong but I didn't really know what it was until I had a full blown meltdown. Um, and I spent, I spent about a week in a mental hospital. And then after that, I went, I was in outpatient treatment where I'm going to therapy literally for eight hours a day for two weeks. Um, so that, that was a really dark, difficult time, but um, it was good to know what the problem was. Um, and ever since then, you know, with, with therapy and things like that, I've been able, I now have the tools to cope with that, with all, with all of those issues, whenever they come up. Uh, and some of them are very simple tools, but that was definitely a, an underlying 
problem in my life. And, and I, I didn't, it, it, I, it just, it robbed me of a lot of joy. And I just wanted to talk about that a little bit that, you know, even though I am having this great, this just sort of carefree life underneath, there was a lot of pain and I, that I wasn't dealing with properly. And then it, as difficult as it was to, to have to experience that crash and just kind of just run head first into a wall. It's great that it gave me the tools that I needed to be able to move forward in life. So, um, okay. So and moving I, on. Okay. Sorry, moving on. No, I just love oh. that you're, um, that you're able to share it. I also love that you, um, kind of give some insight is that you didn't, you knew something was different. It was off, but you sought help. And then, and now you know how to deal with it on a regular basis. It, it, it took a toll. I, I definitely, uh, I burned a lot of bridges, you know, at that time I, I, I was, I was pretty reckless with myself. Um, but uh, you know, I, I, every, I guess you have to go through that at some times, you know, um, well, what am I trying to say? I, I no, but I appreciate it. And I, hopefully that's not like a trigger to anybody. I'm just, you know, relating my experience, you know? Sure. But, uh, okay. So moving forward now, <laughs> that's like a complete 180. I want to talk about Sappos. Like kind of, I want to give you guys a little bit of an insight of, of how it works, why I've been there for 12 years, why, you know, tech, does have a pretty high turnover rate and uh, uh, being 12 years of one place is a long time. It's, but especially like a tech company, it feels like it's particularly long. It's like dog years, you know, one year and seven years somewhere else. Um, so this is where I work. This is our campus in downtown Vegas. We're right next to Fremont. There's two big party areas in Las Vegas. There's the Strip and there's Fremont. And we're right next to Fremont. We're literally in the middle of downtown. And under normal circumstances, it's just so much fun. I mean, we can, it, it's a lot of fun. So when you guys are vacationing again, please come to Vegas. Uh, okay, so this is where I work. There's three main reasons why I'm still there 12 years after the fact. Uh, our company culture is just, it's amazing. We are known for customer service, but I think our culture is equally as important. And I think we push, we throw that out there. And it's very true. We're going we're gonna to get into that in a little bit. There's a genuine urgency to do good. We definitely do some pretty amazing things for the community. Talk about, we'll get those, we'll get in, in depth with that a little bit later. And then I just get to work with some really cool stuff with really cool people. I, I do genuinely love my team. We get along great. We're friends outside of work. We go to each other's weddings. We shoot each other's weddings. My, my, Amanda, my wife, she shot Granny's wedding a couple years ago. Uh, we just, we hang out outside of work. We'll talk about that. So. Um, I put together a slideshow just to kind of show you guys. Our parties are legendary. Our, our parties are awesome. We have a few big parties throughout the year, and this was our vendor party, which usually takes place in the summer. Uh, this is my brother. This is me and my brother. And uh, last year was our 20-year anniversary, so we, we, uh, it was at one of the clubs in, in the Strip, and it was just like decked out in 90s style. It was, we, they actually recreated that whole blockbuster inside the party. Like you want it's a blockbuster video, these things are, are just great. Our parties are awesome. They're legendary. I took my brother. He is happy as a clown, as you can see, and I'm acting a fool. Uh, this is our, our Christmas our holiday party. It takes place in January. This year, we did a, a, a Street 54 theme. So this whole place is like super 70 out. Everybody's wearing bell bottoms and, you know, all, all the cool fashion. It was an awesome time. We it just, like I said, parties are good. 
we do cool stuff. This right here, um, we we do videos proofs just for our internal meetings. Uh, it's not really anything we can share, but we just do them for fun. Really, it's for no other reason than just to have fun. And uh, one of my friends had the idea to do a Lisso video. Uh, the uh, uh, what is the latest Lisso video? Oh my gosh. I can't help you. I'm so sorry. Just yeah, say okay. anything. I, yeah. And we'll believe okay. it. Okay. So is that, that list of, I forget the name of the song. Oh my gosh. It's, I'm just nervous and I can't think about it. It'll but anyway, come to I me play, later. Yeah. I, I am playing the part of the guitar guy because the, the, the beginning of the video, there's a guy playing guitar and everybody knows that I play guitar. So she asked me to, to be in the video and that's me playing the part. And this, these things are elaborate. Like I was there for a few hours. There's a set, there's, you know, we have an audio visual team and they're there, they're working. Like these things get crazy. They get pretty, pretty elaborate. And, and this is the crew. Um, so you see, like we built a set for this thing. So, well, I mean, I didn't, but you know, like, you know, just for fun. So Jeremy's Jeremy Rivers is saying, uh, boys by Lizzo. L I Z Z O tempo, tempo. The tempo. song is tempo. See? tempo. We knew yes, you'd get yes, it. Yes. I know. No, actually Amanda helped my wife help me. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So that's, that's our Lizzo. These are our dancers. Um, we like uh, this is right here this is the halloween event and it happens and these every are year. All, these are all other employees right yes yes okay. that's right so this is our halloween event and uh it's just for our brands we we rent out this golf course and we deck out every hole in a theme and our theme last year was candyland it's a lot of fun it's like the whole day it's it's just a really really fun time um and yeah like that, that was her theme and uh, we spent all this time setting it up and then the wind knocked every single decoration we had. So, but it was fun. It was a blast. So who um, on, who on Zappos, is that a team you're on that does these parties or comes up with the themes? Or there is, is that something? there is, there is a team that is specifically dedicated to the, the to putting these together for, I, you know, doing the creative conception of these things. So nice. there, there, okay. there are people dedicated to these things. Yes. Um, this right here is one of my coworkers, Alex G. And uh, I just think I shamelessly stole this from his Facebook. And if he's seeing that, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, but I, I just think it's so cool that he took time off to go to China and train in a Shaolin temple. I thought that only happened in movies, that there is no way you can actually go to a Shaolin temple and be training Kung Fu. But he did it. And I just think it's the neatest thing in the world. And um, I asked him, like, how did you meet these monks? And he's like, oh, they're on Facebook. So I just, I thought that was really funny that, that these, you know, lethal killing machine monks are on Facebook taking students. That is. That's uh, awesome. that my, my AirPods are like doing the, the low battery thing. So I might have to switch microphones here in a minute. Okay, no so, problem. Just so you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a, uh, Sabo's, you know, we, it's, it keeps you on your toes. Things happen that are really weird and neat and random. So that's Venus Williams. And she came and she had a workout with some people uh, at work. And that is Amanda, one of our other designers. She's on my team and she's one of our other designers, rep designers. And she just, you know, got to work out with Venus Williams. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, that's my dog, Opie. And we get to bring our dogs to work. And our area is dog safe. And Opie comes to work. You know, when campus is open, he comes to I bring him once every week, every two weeks. And I put a death metal t-shirt on him. And that's my boy, and he's a Kentucky mutt, 100% Kentucky mutt. He's walking around here somewhere. Uh, this is our nap room. If you're tired, you're, you, know, you can go take a nap. Uh, and that is a really, really cool fish tank. And it's just, we appreciate that room because, you know, 
sometimes you just gotta take a nap. So uh, that, that's a little bit of a that is a little bit of a flex, but uh, yeah, it's it's just cool that we have that. And this right here, we had a drag bingo a few months ago, and we raised about fifty thousand dollars from an LGBTQ charity in town. It was a great time, and it's just really cool that we do stuff like that. You know, that just to benefit. Um, a, a great cause, you know, it, and still have a good time. It, it was just a really, really nice thing. And I wanted to bring that up. Um, this is us. We did a 20 year anniversary toast last year and everybody came out. We all have some champagne, hung out, just celebrated. Uh, so yeah, the company is 20 years old. And I think as a humble brag, I do think we, we help pioneer the, what you refer to as cool tech culture. Uh, you know, the open floor space and everybody brings their dog to work and, you know, that the cool aspects, the cool notions of, of tech culture, I do think we had a hand in that, um, you know, uh, because we've been around for a long time. We've been around for 20 years. It's a really long time for a tech company. So and, I, and we were there in the beginning and the culture has always been like this. So I do think we, we deserve our first share of credit for that. Um, for sure. I, I did say that one of my favorite things is how much good we do for the community. And this is it right here. We do have an initiative called Sapples for Good that is specifically dedicated to, to doing good work around the community. Uh, Shaq is one of our community partners and he, you know, you see, every once in a while he's on campus and I mean, there's, there's Shaq. Next time I see him, I'm going to ask him to sign my, uh, my Icy Hot, my Tumble Icy Hot or something, or my, or my copy that. of Shaq Fu, or I need to find a, co a copy of Shaq Fu and ask him to sign it. That would be awesome. Yeah. So Shaq, he comes to, you know, he'll, he'll be at the office every once in a while. So, and, and you know, he's a cool dude. So um, this is a little bit more on a somber note, but it, I do want to point out the kind of things that we do for the community. You know, when we had the Las Vegas shooting, this is just some press clippings that I found that the, the, about the company covering every single one of those funerals. So that's, you know, I'm very proud of that. And I know it's a very somber note, but it, yeah, it's a big deal. Um, you know, just, it, it speaks for itself. I mean, I don't really need to say anything else about that, you know? Yeah. Um, this is something that I am very excited about. And I, I do think my team is providing some creative support for this. And this is our adaptive branch. And it is basically a, a part of the company that is specifically catering to people that have needs in clothing, you know, specific needs in clothing, like Velcro, uh, Velcro straps and things like that. It, it is a great initiative. Um, I, we, I haven't personally done any work for it yet, but it's just, I just think it's amazing that we have it and I want to put it out there. I want people to know that we, we do have, uh, this branch that is specifically dedicated to people with special needs in their clothing and their, you know, their apparel and their shoes and all of that, you know, for the, that goes, community. that goes to the, um, the core value of the company and what you love about this company. You might not have uh, working on this, but you love that they do this type of work and that they think that this is important, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it, it is important and it's not, yeah, exactly, and it's not just commerce. I mean, it is commerce, but it is commerce with a, with a purpose behind it, you know, and, it, and it's great commerce. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very proud of that. For sure. Uh, um, this, we're, we're bouncing around. Um, I do, occasionally I get to do creative things that don't really have much to do with design. Uh, we, my team, we were having a photo shoot and we were down a stylist and I love clothing. I love to shop. I love, I love fashion. I love clothes. And, um, I got to style a little, do some men's styling for that shoot. And I, that is actually, that quote is true. I do consider picking my outfits, my first creative endeavor of the day. 
I know that people, I, I know I've read somewhere that like people, if you're a creative that picking out an outfit is like a hindrance to your creativity or something like that. But I actually think it's the other way around. I feel like it's the first creative thing that I do. So, but a lot of times a big company would have people or they would hire out and sometimes they don't see, I know that a lot of us, if we worked at a company, sometimes they don't value some of the things that we can do, either some of our like guitar playing outside of it, or they just think that just it's think not something that they could bring into the, the workplace. And so that's, I love that part that they are like, you know what, you're awesome at this. Why don't you style it? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't like a big shoot, you know, it was, um, hey, sorry, I have to switch microphones. No worries. Sorry. It all starts somewhere, right? It has to start somewhere. We'll just, Amy over there in the chat is like, chat is like, oop, I can hear myself. Um, that's so, uh, okay, there we okay. There it's amazing she's yeah anyway sorry i had i had to switch microphones and nope. just i lost you in the transition i apologize no worries no worries i was just trying to fill the void you know okay yeah okay now we're good now i have ones that are not gonna die on me okay, uh, okay awesome. so okay yeah it's just small shoot cool cool thing to do this is something that's really really cool i was super stoked uh there sometimes something will come out that is completely out of left field um and what this is right here, there is a lab, and I think they're out of Santa Monica, somewhere out in LA, that's called Non-Impossible Labs. And, and their mission in life, their purpose of existing is to solve problems in a sustainable fashion. Um, I think the first thing that they did was they went to Africa and they figure out how to 3D print prosthesis for, for especially for victims of landmines and things like that, people that need prosthesis, amputees, for for very very cheap they just figure out how to get the, the the machinery over there and how to just print very very cheap prosthesis um that's one of the things that they did and this is another one of their initiatives and, and what this is 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 a, a device that helps the hearing impaired feel have the feeling of music again and uh, we have a, a i'm not sure of the details but we do have a, a some kind of a partnership with them and they actually brought the machine to work and they needed people that played instruments to just make music so they could fine tune it. Um, and it's a very minor role and I just got to play a little guitar and I'm, my guitar playing is very loud and obnoxious. So maybe that helped them out a little bit, but it was just really cool to uh, just help out a little bit with this thing, you know? And, and I got to wear it. I wasn't supposed to take pictures, so that's me sneaking the pictures. It's out now, it's all good, but... Um, I got to wear it and it was just, uh, just really, really cool. It was such a, uh, it, it's a, it's like a chest harness and then a, um, um, a bracelet and then an ankle break, like an anklet. And I'm not hearing impaired, but it, me as somebody who, who, who can hear just fine, um, it like almost hums the melody inside your body. You can almost hear the melody inside your body and it's just the craziest thing. But for the hearing impaired, they just get that feeling of music again and they get to experience music again. And, mm -hmm. and I just can't think of another place where I would get the opportunity to play a little bit of a role in something like that, you know? And that's that. just super cool. And that, you know, I just got to play, and I got to play guitar and we just got some samples people to just jam out. And while they did their engineering thing, whatever it is that they were doing. And that was just really, really neat. 
Hey, I just want to read you what Paul said. He said, I love how Alex's lifestyle seems so authentic for his personality. And then Amy says, it does. And Mina showed up. So she's oh, saying, hey. What up? What up? Fellow uh, Louisvillean of sort? Yep. Okay. Not anymore. She's in South Carolina. But oh, I okay. know. But, you know, no, once a Louisvillean, always a Louisvillean. That's I, right, I, right. I say that. I, yeah. Okay. So uh, moving on. Okay. So uh, Sappos, we have a, a bunch of different initiatives. I want to talk about, a little bit about my work, about what I do every day. What, what it's so like we have me. like 15 minutes, just so you know. It'll be cool. It'll, I'll okay. be done. I, I, I need less. I got questions uh, still, buddy. Okay, oh, yeah, keep going. Know, of course. Yeah, sorry. Um, okay, so there's two main initiatives, Sappos and 6PM. There's a few other things here and there, but the, the two main ones are Sappos and 6PM, and, and that is the bulk of my work. Um, I still do a lot of production stuff. I actually, I still get to do quite, I still do quite a few, I, and, and right now, especially in lockdown, we are doing, uh, we're doing quite a bit of, you know, just a lot of production stuff and you can't be too big to do production stuff. There's, you know, there's value to it. Uh, it's what keeps the lights on. The one on the left is one of the Sappos emails that I did. And that's just, it, 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 there's a lot of creative direction and a lot of stuff that, that comes into it. There's definitely a lot of, of data behind it, but I still get to have a little bit of fun. You know, I got to style some product photography a little bit and add little pops of color. And then the other two, the ones on the right, there are 6 PM emails and on 6 PM, I get to be a lot more creative. Uh, with 6 p.m., we do have brand guidelines, but I can, we feel, I feel the freedom, we all do, to kind of break from those guidelines a little bit and do whatever we want. So those are the, definitely, that, that's a little bit, it's still production work, but I get to have a little bit of fun. I got to do a little bit of illustration in the one in the middle. And then on the one, the, the two on the right, I got to do a little bit of hand lettering, just throw a little, just to kind of break the monotony a little bit. So. It's production, but I still get to have some fun with it. Oh, and, wait. The refresh and takeover is your hand lettering? Yeah, that is hand lettering, yes. Do you guys see what I'm talking about? Are you no, waiting for stop. that Alex you, is going to create? Hello, you have, people. You have, like, some, like, world-class lettering artists in your podcast. The, the, I think the, you're selling wow. yourself short a little bit, Alex. So, anyway, I, keep going. Yes. Okay, my favorite project that we've done this was for the 6 p.m site and this was my team directly and i got to design it uh we got the the 6 p.m site got to carry the fenty by rihanna line it was her fashion collaboration with puma and um the 6 p.m team we we had a lot of struggles we we had to work really really hard to get it to a point where we were a fully functioning editorial team and this was just like the first really big really cool shoot that we had and it also just came out really well and i was really really stoked on the way that it came out so, and it's really cool product. It's just, this is the kind of stuff that I live for, you know, just the styling, the, Amanda shot this. So the photography is beautiful. Like it just came together so well. And we got really good feedback from Puma, from, from the, the Puma people about it. And, you know, just if it was successful and I, this is just what I love to do. This stuff is my favorite thing to do. So I'm mean, just showing, that was uh, one of the, it was a, like, a, you know, we sent out an email blast and the landing page lived for a while. Uh, the, the product with the, the product selection was curated really well. Just, just really stoked on the way that it came out. Uh, this is uh, one of, this is somewhat recent. It's about a year old. We went out in the middle of the desert in the middle of heat and just shot this. And, and this, uh, this was also for the 6 p.m. site. And I uh, got to design this one. And I like that, that it's inclusive and you don't even notice. I, I, some, I don't remember. We got that feedback that you don't notice that it's inclusive. And that's like the best feedback that we could have gotten. That, that 
that it just looks like any other editorial that you would see in any other place. So really, really proud of this. Uh, the car was really cool and it was hot as hell. It was so hot, <laughs> but it was, it was a cool shoot and it came out really, really nicely. Uh, I get to do merchandise every once in a while. This is for, also for the 6 p.m. site and this is hand lettering. And I, I did vectorize this, this is basically a work, but um, you know, it all started with ink and paper, so. So I just want to read what uh, Mina said. Alex, bro, killing the hand lettering game these days. See, oh, it's not, uh, you just need to say thank you and move on. Thank you. No, Mina, thank you. you. Thanks, thanks. It's uh, really good. This is, the, uh, of all the things that I've done for the company, this is probably the one that had most visibility. This is the, the, the gift card that you buy at stores. Well, obviously nobody's at a store right now, but uh, that you usually, for the last few years, this, is, this has been one of the designs I saw in stores. And, you know, it's really cool that something that you design has that much visibility. We're getting ready to put these out of circulation and we have a new design that another one of our designers did. But, uh, you know, it's, really, it's, it's still neat that I got the opportunity to do that. Uh, and then of course I do still play around. I get, I break out of the Sapples bubble and do things for myself. This is, um, if you guys, are, you guys surely are familiar with Andrew Hawk rattle. He put the seals in that, that came out just a few weeks ago and he's been pushing that project and I have a piece in that project. Um, and, uh, it's, yeah, and that's, that's my piece right there. I mocked it up as a poster cause I'm playing with the idea of making it like a full poster, like a 24 by 16 or a 24 by 36, something like that, like yeah. a big print. Uh, I am playing with the idea of it, of making it into a big print. That is an idealization of my sister and mm. my wife and my mom. Because they'll mm. do just like, in my, it, 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 just like the, you know, with the women in my life. Uh, that is around in Spanish. It, it says, diversidad es no tener miedo a nuestras diferencias. And that means diversity is just not being afraid of our differences. Obviously, mm. I am an immigrant, so diversity is a very important uh, topic for me, something that I really, I, you know, I really take to heart. Uh, Jennifer just, said C. <laughs> C. Uh, just something that, and, and it was cool to just like, just be creative. I mean, Andrew just gave us the color palette and then said, and he said the theme is mm. community. So I put a lot of symbolism in this piece. There's just little things here and there that, um, that just a nod to all the communities that I'm in, the American flag, because obviously I'm an immigrant and I'm a naturalized American citizen. Um, the punk rock field, the, the, the heavy metal field, that's just me. So, uh, and then this is my lettering. This is, I, I am that guy that take that, that goes to Unsplash and finds picture and then puts lettering on it and then puts it on his Instagram. But, but that I, I, I do love it. I do genuinely love lettering. I use it for work a fair amount and it's just something that I really deeply enjoy. So that's just, just some so of the So let me ask you a question. So are you using the iPad? Are you using regular pens? What are you doing? Both, both. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I do, depending, if I need, if there's a specific texture that I want, I will do it on paper. Like when my pen is, when you're, if you're working with like a, a parallel pen and it's dying, like when the pen's almost out, you just get this really cool texture that you don't get otherwise. Mm -hmm. So if I might, I, I do both, I do both. And, and they're not mutually exclusive. Like if I'm just on a meeting and I'm, I'll, I'll use my pen and I'll just letter on my notebook, you know, it, it, and, but these, I, I don't think any of these were analog. I think these were all done on procreate, but I, I do both. Just, it's just whatever strikes me. Uh, my wife, I have done some for my wife cause she's embroidering now. 
So I have done some of those by hand and you can see some of those on my Instagram. So, so I want to tell you what Jennifer just said. So Jennifer, mm -hmm. I met her at an AIGA conference. I don't remember. I think it was in Raleigh, but I think you're in, you're in Baltimore, right? And she said, she's Venezuelan here. And she said, it's oh. nice to see you talk about your background. I find it hard to highlight where I'm from gracefully. It's part of me, but it's not always evident in my work today. And so anyway, she's just appreciating you sharing that. So yeah, I'm, I'm Colombian. So I know, I know, I know how, how that feels, you know, like I think I, I, it's a fair amount of the time when I tell people I'm Colombian, they're like, oh, have you seen Narcos? That's not a good question for a Colombian. Okay. That is not a good question. We know I've never seen it. I'm never going to watch it, but, uh, but yeah, that's not, that's not the, the, the nicest. That's not a good, that's not a good start question, right? No, not for Colombian. No. Um, <laughs> and okay. That's it. That's pretty much it. I, we're going to go back to this later. So I'm just going to, I'm going to stop sharing now. Okay. All right. So, so we have about 10 minutes. I am going to rapid fire some questions at you. Okay. Ooh, I cannot believe it took that long. I'm so sorry. No, it was great. You had, you had great information. So one of the things that I think is that you didn't necessarily start out doing the, you know, the exact job that you wanted, but you used your attitude is really important and you continued your, even when you said today, I get to do production work. Like you didn't mean to say get, but you said get, that was what you said. And I think that that's, and you know, we do, we all have to do production work. It's just part of it. We aren't too good for anything. And I think that that's one of the things I love about you is that you are able to kind of bring that to, to light. So what other soft skills do you think, and maybe this comes to your team kind of picture, yeah. um, allow you, has allowed you to grow with the company because 12 years with one company, you have to have and me and you have talked about this. Like some of your soft skills are uh, amazing. Um, okay, so what's important? I think specifically with Sappos to 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 be able to live there, to to stay there for that long. I think you have to be a little bit comfortable with chaos. We mm -hmm. have these core values, and the number two, the the second one says embrace and drive change. I think it's number two. I'm pretty sure it's number two. Um, and that's very true. It can be a really chaotic place. There's it can be very unstable, even right the current situation even like outside of that it can be a really chaotic place and that's not for everybody it's really not um i can i have learned to accept that chaos and that discomfort and not that little bit of uncertainty so that's probably the most important thing that is just to being comfortable with the chaos uh and also it's not just about pushing pixels it's about being dependable and, and forging good relationships and being easy to work with you know uh you, we we Focus. So we're, we are a technical field and we focus really hard on those skills, but you're even, I think successful freelance designers will tell you that, that their interpersonal skills are equally, if not more important than their technical skills. So I would say probably that. So I put the uh, link and it'll be in the show notes for delivering happiness by Tony Shea, mm -hmm. right? Your okay. CEO, yeah, the Tony founder, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So no, he's uh, not our founder, but he is our CEO. Oh. CEO then. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, and he wrote a book people he's written maybe a couple, but, um, so one of the things that, uh, they, you have to do, I think, you know, Zappos, if anybody reads that book, there's some, it's some really good reading. It's a great book, but you have to, you work for a shoe company. You're a designer in a shoe company, a senior visual designer, but what do you have to do at Christmas? 
What does everybody have to do at Christmas? Oh yeah, we we have to pick up phone calls. We have to get on the phone and talk to customers and take orders and process returns and that kind of stuff. Every one of us has to do it from, from Tony all the way down to the janitor. We all have to do it. Every Sappos employee has to do that. And it's pretty, I, I appreciate it. I, when, I, when I was living my bohemian lifestyle, one of the things that I did, that's I worked at a call center. So I can do it. I'm not afraid to do it. I've done it. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it, everybody has to do it. And some people dread it. And it's not always the most pleasant thing. But it, we all do it. And that's great. It's a humbling experience. And I don't know, you get to do some cool stuff. I've gotten to give away a whole bunch of free stuff. And I can say that. We can make decisions. <laughs> You guys need to uh, read the book or listen to the book. Okay, so yeah, yeah, please. So one of the things is that even in because it is customer focused in everything, you have to. That's their core, Zappos core. So how do you stay focused? If you could give us any like a quick tip for us, what kind of things do you do to stay focused on to on the customer and understand that customer? I mean, I, you have a love for fashion, so what is that part of what you do to stay up uh, on the customer? Well, I, I think the company in general, I think I'll just empathy. And, mm -hmm. and we are the customer. I mean, my entire wardrobe is coming from Sappos or 6 p.m. pretty much. Um, just being the customer and just having a basic amount of empathy. And it's not just about like fulfilling the business needs, but also just the community needs. You know, our, bis our bistro isn't operating right now, obviously, because we're not in the office. But our bistro is making meals for people in need and just distributing those. So... Um, it, I think it's not so much about what I personally do, but I think as a whole, what the company does is just basically having human empathy, just being empathetic and realizing that there are other needs that need to be fulfilled besides shoes and clothing. And we try to fulfill those. So it's just, just empathy, whatever, whatever makes us successful, me personally and the company at large, it, I think empathy plays a very, very big part of that. All right. So one of the things I know, cause we looked at some other things when we were doing our, our other call we looked at some uh, cards that you're doing, postcards that you're doing, right? For um, you and Amanda, right? Oh, and yeah, then, yeah. And then, but, so you have this, it's not, a lot of times people who work in-house, they are like burned out when they get home. It's not that there's never that day. I remember when we had our other call, Amanda's in the dining room shooting shoes, you know, on, on the yeah. table or something, right? So you're being um, flexible and being able to, um, I don't know what the word is. I can't think of it right now, but, but you are able to, you have been able to play music at work. You've been able to illustrate, you've been able to grow in your hand lettering. Um, and you are also even outside, you're still involved in the design community. And I think that those things all help you to be more uh, creative at work too. Right. Uh, I, I think so. I, this is going to sound super corny. But I, um, I, I, I'm, I just really appreciate the basic fact that I get to do something I love for a living. You know, like I am living all my creativity and sometimes that's really stressful because you're just like, what if it runs out? Mm -hmm. but, but most of the time I'm like, I, I get to be creative for a living. Like, oh my mm -hmm. God, how cool is that? You know, I, I, it's just such a base. We lose sight. Sometimes we lose sight of that and, and it's not always our fault, but. It just, just, I get, you know, I get to pay my bills and with just off my creativity. I, I, that's, that's a huge accomplishment, man. I mean, if, if you get there, it doesn't matter where you work. If you can do that and you're still happy at the end of the day, it's like, man, you, you won half the battle. Amen. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay. So, 
Um, your team, let's talk about your team a little bit. It's pretty amazing. Um, you, you really only, I think, have two men on the team now, right? Three. Or maybe a, three. three. Okay, three. three. And, three I, and I am on one of, and I am one of them. Okay. So then, um, is that, so the team is amazing. There's a lot of diversity in the team. And a lot of the team has been together for a long time, right? Yeah, let me, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to the, the screen. So this is my team and we're called Opus and it's, this is, um, it's a little bit different now. Some people have moved on, but that is how it is. It is, we are an incredibly diverse team. Um, there are only, like I said, there are only three men and I am one of them. Our, our senior leadership is female, uh, right here on one, two, three, four, the fifth on the right. That's my boss, Verenia. Uh, she'll probably see this at some point. I told her I was going to do this, like a mad shout out to her. She's super awesome. She's been my, my boss for six years. So I appreciate the hell out of her. Um, and that's our team. We're super diverse in tech. I, I feel like in tech, that's not always the case, but that's just how we are. And it's not by design. It's just kind of how it worked out. We merged a couple of teams together and this is how it came out. And we're just a, a very big diverse team. And, uh, I think this is the true face of tech. This is the true face of creativity. And that, that hasn't always been the case. It hasn't, it, it's always been very difficult. If you are someone like me from an underrepresented community, uh, you, it's so it's difficult to see yourself at the, at a really, at a reasonably high level creative field. And yet here we are, and we're all, we're all, we just couldn't be any more different. And yet it all works out. So, and I, diversity is a very important idea for me. And the reason why I feel like I can speak authoritatively about it is because I live it every day when I have, you know, hanging out what with you, these people. So. so what do you value most about working with these people? I, you know what I value the most? I value that, that Verenia, my boss, that she's a creative too. She's her copywriter and she comes from a creative background. And what I, and this is so rare that she understands that if she gives me a project and at the end of the day, I don't have anything to show her. She knows that I've still been working on it. That's one. I mean, there's so many things that I appreciate about it, but in, in the context of design, what is relevant to our, to our design conversation is that she appreciates that most design work is thinking work. So if I don't have a layout or a wireframe by the end of the day, she, she knows that it's not that I haven't been working on. She understands the creative process. Mm -hmm. So just having to report to someone that understands the, that process in itself and that comes from that process is hugely, hugely important. And it doesn't, you don't have to be a designer. You can be a photographer. You can be like her. You can be a copywriter. If just understanding the creative process is so important. And she's great about like when she gives me a project, having all that information. So. So, okay. So we have three last questions. Oof. How do you recharge and what inspires you? Um, travel is what recharges me. Uh, <laughs> and that kind of sucks right now. Um, I, I, how do I recharge Com conferences at creative South, my, you know, Matt shout out to all my creative South people. Um, I uh, conferences, just being our creatives, um, just music, traveling with Amanda when we, when we get obviously under different circumstances. Um, I don't know. I just, I get juiced on little things, you know, mm -hmm. I get stoked on little, little things in life. And I, I, you know, if, if I can just step away from my computer and go play Mortal Kombat for a little while and then come back to it, like I'm ready to work again or go play guitar or, or take Opie for a walk or something, you know, just little things, uh, big things, travel. I love to travel. I really miss travel. Um, mm. So that's, that's one thing. Experiences, new experiences. I'm an experience mm. junkie. I love to try new things, new foods, new cultures, um, that kind of thing. So just, just, I don't know, little, little things in life mostly.
Mm, I love that. Uh, and, okay. And, so what, so that kind of does inspire you, but go ahead. You were going to oh, say something. Um, what inspires me? Other creatives, I, I see, when I see somebody that does work uh, that blows my mind, I'm like, oh my God, like really? Like it makes me want to step up my game, you know? Uh, uh, like like the, there's there's some really cool stuff going on with tactile design right now um you know where's alicia i don't i hope she's here but like the stuff that she does with the paper illustrations that's insane oh, day Ade hoke is doing some really really cool tactile stuff too so just right now that's something that i'm really paying close attention to because it blows my mind or yeah. um mina is, is on right now i hope she's still on but what she, she showed me noah doing that that illustration oh, yeah. doing that illustration with for old navy like that yeah. blows my mind and, and i mean, i see it i don't get jealous or anything like i just get juice i get stoked mm -hmm. like i i not because like i feel like i can do that but because it makes me still it makes me want to race my own game you know yeah no for yeah. real that uh noah scalen's t-shirt thing was amazing yeah um Oh, and and Alicia Cologne, her paper stuff is yeah, I know, and and that's from the skating world because when you're skating, like somebody nails something sick, you want to do the same. You don't get jealous, you just get stoked, and you want to do something that's mm. just as cool, even if it's your own version of that. And I, you know, just seeing right now the what's going on with the tactile, uh, it's blowing my mind. Yeah. Okay. So then, is there a quote or something that you keep close to help to help you get through tough times? Um, I'm going to shoot back to what I said earlier about how I feel that I'm not supposed to be here. Uh, and, and it's not, like I said, it's not always as, as negative reinforcement. It's just, you know, I, I do feel like it's a, a little unlikely for me, but I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just, I, I, I want to be appreciative. I, and I usually, I'm, I have bad days like everybody else, but mm -hmm. I, I am appreciative of, of just the simple fact that I get to make my living as a creative and that mm -hmm. I don't dread doing my work every day, that it's just something that I do and, and that I, right now, that I can do it at home safely, um, that I still, I'm, that I am still working. I know that's not the case for a lot of people and a lot of creatives are hurting right now. And um, uh, I, it, I don't mean that as a flex, I just mean that it's like just the basic act of gratitude that, that I am able to, that my life is fairly uninterrupted and I still have the consciousness that for a lot of people, that's not the case, so. Yeah, because you're big on empathy. All right, last question. What's next? You making some fonts? That's what I uh, want you to do. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, you know what? This is going to be silly. What I really kind of want to do next, the, the, I want to dive into guitar YouTube. Like, I want to start a YouTube channel just for guitar playing because I am a guitar nerd. Like, I want to do that. And I have a YouTube channel that's super old, but I don't have a whole lot of content in it because I mostly use it just for viewing. But I do want to start one specifically for guitar. I want to do that. Um, right now, like as far as creatively goes, you know, hopefully get through this. Um, but creatively, like that's something I really want to pursue. Uh, like on my Instagram, my guitar stuff gets a better response than anything else. And that's not the motivation. I love to play guitar anyway. Right, but, right. Uh, like I, that's just something that I think I might want to dive into. Like makes me like create branding for it and like get like an actual proper rig to record decent videos and that kind of thing immediately that's it and then maybe something else will pop up i don't know that's just the immediate future so roxas says he did he'd subscribe to that one right away so roxas in dc i don't know if you met all him right. at creative south too but he's uh, awesome. no I, I don't believe i have no all right so you'll have to meet him all right so i want to make sure you guys know how to get in touch with alex and you can get in touch with him and he does do live streaming of him playing the guitar which i have watched <laughs> Uh, the, the, there's usually times. some there's usually some beer behind that <laughs> but, 
Well, it's great. I think it's it's good. And you're really jamming out. And I think that's good to show those other sides because those things do feed into our creativity. <laughs> so Instagram, you can follow him at I am underscore Alex, A-L-E-X underscore M-E-R-A. Am I saying your last name right? Mara, yeah, you are. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. And then um, on Twitter, he's Alex, A-L-E-X underscore M-E-R-A. And then his personal site, it's under construction, soon to launch. It's www.alexmiradesign, not an S, just design.com. Right? That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, quarantine. I'm almost ready to finish it. Like, I, I'm going to be launching in the next couple of weeks. So, hey, that's one upside to it. I love that. So, Alex, thank you so much. We did, you did really thank good. You. We both talk fast. So, it was like people have to watch it at yeah. point. I, I'm, no, I, I really just want to thank you for the opportunity. This is really cool to be on a podcast that I listen to. And I think back of the people that you've had and I'm just like, oh my God, like it's the same, it, not that I'm on their level, but it's the same platform. And that's just super I, amazing. I think you're underselling yourself a little. So Mario will get on, on to you because he gets on to me about it. But, um, and Will says he'd go back and watch the beginning on YouTube for sure. I just, I think that you have such a great attitude. You're a great designer. You oh, push you. yourself. You're continually getting better. Mina's like, oh my goodness, you are so on it with your, and I, you know, I, sometimes I think when we look at something, we might still see the person that created the yucky stuff three years ago, but your stuff, I thought it was a font. I thought okay. I was like, I no, want to find that good. font. That's good. So, that's good. That's that's a good thing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank so you. Mario's saying down with self-deprecation. And I know that you're not saying that, but I want you to know that I, I'm not just having random people on here, buddy. Like I see you, you have something, you have an like, amazing story. I'm very thankful, but I, you have, you have great talent, but you also are humble. You, you are a lifter, right? A bottom cheerleader where you're talking about your team and the other people that help um, make your life and your uh, work easier and better and push you. And I think that if we had that attitude, if we can um, develop that attitude, if we don't have it or um, hold on to it when we do, and knowing that everybody cannot have that attitude every day, but of learning and of just, you know, being somebody who's going to keep pushing. And if they needed you to do production work, you're not too good for that, right? No, you can't be, no, especially right now. I mean, for crying out loud, you know? For sure, people, for sure. People are hurting, anyway. man. People are hurting. We can, I can design some emails. People are hurting. You do design some uh, mean emails, for sure. So I'm going to read you what uh, Mina said. Alex, we haven't talked about how being a musician informs your work yet, um, our work yet. Uh, that needs to happen. Oh, Maybe. okay. Um, yeah. It, I feel like it kind of comes from the same place in your brain. Um, the, the, it's... Uh, when I'm like working on a riff or something, it, 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 the same part of my brain is telling me that it doesn't sound quite right as like when I'm working on a layout and maybe it's not the right typography or like the balance isn't right or, you know, it, it, how does it influence? Um, I, I think the music influences my mood. I'm usually listening to something really heavy and stupid. So that makes me work faster. It makes me a little bit more productive. Uh, if I'm working on something that's like a maternity page, something like that, I might listen to something a little more chill. And I do feel like that makes me pick like a softer color palette or some, you know, something a little bit more appropriate for like a maternity landing page, something like that, rather than, you know, like big bold images or whatever. Um, 
I don't know. Just it feels very similar. Like if I'm working or like if I'm lettering, in, I'm looking at something that doesn't look quite right. It's the same thing like when I'm playing a riff or when I'm trying to nail something that doesn't sound quite right to my ear. It's just uh, maybe it's just like it, it's that little voice in your head that's telling you this is not quite there yet. So uh, just keep pushing it. You know, and finding that balance, finding something that looks right or sounds right. So it, it, they are definitely intertwined. And, Mina and says I, I'm, visual harmony. There's a term for it, and I knew Mina would know it. <laughs> of course you would. So Regime says, you should talk at schools to get high school students knowing that they can uh, with bipolar instead of always hearing that you can't. So oh, that, I, I forgot to say that. I, I, I actually, Mina, so here I told her students that I feel like if I can do it, anybody can do it. Um, I did say that. Um, yeah, no, I, I, another thing I do want to do is I want to speak to Spanish speaking students or Latinos that are, that are in, in, mm. in, in the U.S., you know, Latinos designing, like the Latino design community. I would, um, I, I'd love to do one of these things in Spanish. That would be awesome. Well, that would suck for me because I wouldn't know what you were saying. Oh, but no. I could, <laughs> I could, I could say see, sí, and um, I was about to say thank you in German. I do know how to say it in Spanish, but I'm limited, but I should push myself, right? So Alex, I know we're out of time. Thank you guys so much um, for coming today. And I just wanna let you guys know, so I'm doing a summer camp and next week we're gonna have some people that are teaching summer camp. It is a um, community meeting. So you guys, uh, I will send an email out, but we will be talking. If you wanna check it out, something's wrong with the page right this second. So maybe give me like an hour to check it out. But if you go to uh, creativesignite.com, you will see it's gonna be 25 teachers. Uh, 25 During the five weeks of July, we're gonna make little moves that move our business. And uh, little changes, I believe little changes over a month are gonna move the needle for our businesses. And it's really about reaching and uh, there's four R's, right? It's the refining your audience if you haven't, um, reaching the, those customers, uh, retaining those customers, and then uh, reframing some hindering mindsets. So I'm excited. Um, I see some people that are in the chat that will also be speaking. So they are our people. Um, There's some people who've ha had on the show before. So it's called Creatives Ignite. And if you go to creativesignite.com, but don't go right now because something's wrong with the page. But anyway, <laughs> when you're listening to this, it'll all be fixed. So uh, Andrew, I'm glad you're new, I think. And so I'm glad, unless it's Andrew Hot Rod, I can't ever say his last name either. But he's not in San Diego. No, he's in LA. That's what I thought. So it's yeah. a new friend, Andrew. So Andrew, I'm glad you're here. A bunch of Jeremy's are here, and I'm glad that you guys, Matthew, in Western Massachusetts, mm -hmm. um, I will remember. And I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're part of the family. And um, thank you for everybody else who I already know that already comes and is my friend. So, oh, oh my brother. Andrew's Alex's brother. San Diego, yeah, my brother in San Diego. There you go, I, I should have oh. known. He's gonna be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just said Andrew. So it didn't say his last name. So Andrew, you might not be back, but I'm glad that you came today to support your brother. He should have said Andres. He should have said Andres. <laughs> Andres. So, Andres. well, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, you right. are. I tried. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm I have to practice. Andres. <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys will check out the Creatives Ignite. Um, I'm really excited because it's something new and it's really scary, but I can't.
can't wait. Hey, I am the commercial Diane here at the end, and I've changed my clothes because it's the next day. Because sometimes I just can't do it all in one day. But I just wanted to go over and let you know, if you are looking for these show notes where it has some of these links, like the link for delivering happiness or some of the other links that we talked about, you can find them at rechargingyou.com slash 345. And if you ever want to get in touch with me, you can always find me on Instagram and Twitter at Design Recharge, all lowercase people. And it's just the way it spells. Spelled. Anyway, and you know, if you can always email me, Diane at RechargingYouYou.com. Anyway, I just want to remind you that Recharging You helps you by training and coaching um, you in your business and helping you to do the work that you want to do to make the living that you want to make so you're building the life that you want to live. I've never written, that's not in writing, but maybe I should have written that down. Anyway, um, it is the home for the Design Recharge Show, which of course you know it's interactive. Did you know that's interactive? That you can come each week and you can... You know, I'm talking to people who maybe you don't see, but like they're in the chat. You could be in the chat. It's simple. Just get on the list. If you go to rechargingyou.com slash sign up, you'll be able to sign up. You'll get the links. You'll get all the questions I'm going to ask. And then you'll get on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, you get an email 30 minutes before we we begin as a reminder. Anyway, I do a mastermind group. That's one of the things I do. And I help solopreneurs become Uh, scaling entrepreneurs or growing their business for sure and I've been in business for myself for over 17 years or about I guess in the fall it'll be 18 years but whatever who's doing the math so that's one of the things I do the big thing the big big thing is this summer camp which if you go to creativesignite.com you can sign up you can I feel like a commercial but I am a commercial right now you know what I mean you can sign up and uh, and get on the list so that next week when I start sending things out, you won't miss it. And next week, it's the 29th, 30th, and 31st is of May, just so anybody's listening, of 2020, the COVID year. Um, that is going to be the, um, what do you call it, early bird pricing for summer camp. Summer camp, just so you know, is you are going to get a video, 30-minute video, taught by other people not me 25 experts in the field okay 25 experts in the field are gonna one day they're gonna each have a day of the five weeks in July so that means you're gonna you are committing to growing your business a little little mini little mini moves little bitty moves each day are gonna change the needle are gonna help you to reach more customers that you are, are your ideal customers. Now, if you haven't niched down, we'll talk a little bit about that, but not that much, because I'm assuming you guys have niched, and especially with COVID, you have had to pivot. So, but isn't that always, we want more clients, we want more ideal clients, we want to know how to, where, how do we find these people? Oh my goodness, I have a lineup that you guys are going to love, and learn, learn, learn. And there's some big names coming. Chris Doe, Michael Janda, Pim Her, who if you watch the show or listen to the show a couple weeks ago, she's on it. Um, anyway, I mean, a ton. Melinda Livesey, Dustin Lee. We got some huge, great, and then, you know, some people who are are breaking in, but they are brilliant. Can't wait for you to hear about them. And some other 
there's going to be more than 25 speakers, just so you know. But you can say you heard it here first. But that is for, there's three packages, three kinds of campers, we're calling them, right? So three levels of commitment, really. The middle tier, the happy camper, or I can't remember. We hadn't locked down all those things, but they'll be locked down tomorrow, which is Friday, which, anyway, doesn't matter. But there's community things that go um, with tier two and tier three. So I just want you to know, get ready, because you can get tier two at a tier one pricing during those uh, May 29th, 30th, and 31st. So the early bird pricing. I can't wait. I realize that my energy on these is a little, because I'm sitting down. Man, what a difference just changing your body makes, right? I just want to let you know my favorite way to build websites is with the Elementor plugin. You can find the link down below, but it is bit.ly, B-I-T L-Y, cap slash, just a slash, and then capital D, capital R, and then Elementor, E-L-E-M-E-N-T-O-R. I should make a song out of that. Anyway, then there's Envato. I don't know all these images that are going to be um, in any of my talks that I do, any teaching that I do. I get them from Envato. On my site, I get from Envato. I, music I get from Envato, and I have another music source too, but I love it. It's absolutely amazing, and it's a subscription, and it's literally an unheard of deal. It is a yearly subscription I might have paid in a month. So, people, check it out. Go to bit.ly, bit.ly, slash Envato, capital D, capital R. Envato is E-N-V-A-T-O, capital D, capital R. And Timely is the app that I use for uh, tracking my time. Thankfully, it has the stalker mode. They don't call it that. They call it... I don't know what they call it, memory mode or something. But if you want to track, if you're bad at tracking your time, you can use that. Because then the memory mode say, hey, you were doing this, this, and this, and this today. Who do you want to build that to? And you could do it six months out. I have to do that plan because I don't remember well enough. Um, and sometimes I track my time so terribly. Um, anyway, Timely remembers so that I don't have to. When you sign up with this link, you are going to receive a 10% discount once you activate your subscription. But Timely is so great because they let you try it for 14 days before you have to activate it. Um, so to make sure that, that Timely is right for you. But make sure you use this link and it is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash, all lowercase here, people, D-R Timely. DRs, you know, for design research. Anyway, Audible, again, has changed my life. And um, I listen to more books, more books, more books, more books than I physically read nowadays. Although I do read still a lot of books, um, physical books. I have the gold membership and I get a new credit each month for less than $15. I think it's like $14.99. Um, but it's less than the price of the book that I'm getting for sure. So if you want to, I've been a member since 2010, but if you want to get a 30-day free trial and a free credit, a credit for a free audiobook that you get to keep, even if you, you know, it's not like it goes away. You still have that book um, at audibletrial.com slash design recharge. And I do love Skillshare. I love to kind of dive in and get a lot of information um, in Places, and this is one of the places that I go, Skillshare. This is a two-month free membership of Skillshare Premium. If you go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Diane Gibbs. Diane, just one in, people. 
just so you know these are all um, affiliate links that doesn't mean that you are gonna pay any more with this link it's the same price it just means that I get a little bit of the purchase price um, I if you purchase it if you click the link and you purchase it then I'm gonna I'm gonna receive an affiliate commission sometimes you know it could be tiny and sometimes it's 50% which is great um, and it doesn't cost you anything it's just where you click so I would love that's a way for you to support the show anyway it's a community meeting next week I'm gonna let you go because I've got rambled on enough I hope you have a great week